Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of the Theater Podcast: Intimate Personal Conversations with Theater's Biggest Names. I'm Alan Seals, and I'm Jillian Hockman. How are you doing? I'm so good. We just finished talking with Becca Lee, Teddy Toy, and Mary Antonini from uh, the Ensemble of the Prom, and man, what a great conversation! Oh, that they was. are so great, so energetic. It's a two-show day for them, so they uh, came to hang out with us during their break, and they were just like living it. They they were so they're so wonderful, and. Uh, they're, they're, we got into this in the podcast. They're uh, on stage. They they play like best buddies. They're they're playing you know teenagers in high school together. And um, the energy that friendship is real. Like it comes mm-hmm. across on stage, but oh, they, yeah. in real life, the the three of them talking to each other, they were just like, and they've been together for years with the out of town tryouts and the workshops and everything, and then bringing it to Broadway. And yeah, it, it carries across so well. It's very clear that they all care about each other a lot, and they are are more than just co-workers, their family. Mm-hmm. Something that Teddy told me actually is really resonating it, that he was told in Atlanta and then it's then they've heard it a couple more times now that kids are choosing to spend their actual prom nights with them instead of going to prom at their schools because it the, the show, the story gives them a better sense of family and a better sense of belonging. And uh, it, it's that was so touching and it added on to something that Mary had said as well um, that... Uh, you know, like it's the gay couple in the third row that's sitting there crying and mm-hmm. holding hands because they're finally seeing their story brought to life and the struggle that they go through. And then and the realization to Mary specifically that now younger kids and people going through this probably don't have to struggle as much as they did. You know, that's that's the hope. Yeah, this story is one that has been this wouldn't have been possible. Even to just get this show on a stage twenty years ago, probably not. So yeah. seeing seeing this come to life for every age now um, is is a huge deal, and only more and more important now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So this is a a, a non standard episode in that it is three people, but my gosh, it's a good one. Please, everybody, enjoy this episode with Becca Lee, Teddy Toy, and Mary Antonini. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Today we have a special episode with not one, not two, but three cast members from The Prom, which has just been nominated for seven 2019 Tony Awards, including Best Musical. As ensemble members, they arguably have some of the hardest roles in the production. Becca Lee, Teddy Toye, 
Whoops. Becca Lee, Teddy Toy, it and is. Mary Antonini, welcome to the theater podcast. Oh, Thank up? you. We're talking off mic. You're like, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Okay. I guess I should definitely not say that. <laughs> you should for sure say Toye. You get close enough. Toye a lot? Yeah. Normally, they. I get asked. They're like, Toy, Toye, Toy. I'm just silent E. Toy. Toy. All right. Yeah. All right. So standard on the podcast, we get into your humble beginnings of, of what made you who you are and where you, and how you got to where you are now. So uh, let's just start. Becca, like, tell me where you were as a kid. Where did you grow up? How did you get into theater? So funny enough, I'm from Indiana. The prom takes place in Indiana. I was a cheerleader my whole life. I played cheerleader in the prom. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, from as early as I can remember, always wanted to move to New York and be on Broadway. My mom loved theater. We listened to cast albums all the time. So as soon as I turned 18, I moved to New York. And my beginning was a little different. I started dancing for the Knicks and um, did that for a little bit. I toured with Trans-Siberian Orchestra and did regional theater. But it was like very all over the place. The goal was always Broadway. And for some reason, I was like, oh, if I dance for the Knicks, I will definitely do Broadway next. I had no idea. I just thought like dancing in New York would lead to the next thing and the next thing. It took several years, but… Finally, I'm here. And that's the quick little roundabout version. Well, how many years? So it, it was several years of dancing for the Knicks, or did you dance for the Knicks for a few no, years and then go on to something else? Yeah, I danced yeah. for the Knicks for a couple of years. Realized I can't really do that and regional theater. So I started doing regional theater shortly after that, all over the place. Um, and then booked the prom lab in 2015, and that led me to Broadway now, thankfully, which is amazing to have right. been on this journey for so long. Yes, and this is this is your Broadway debut. Yes. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, is it everything that you hoped it would be and more? Absolutely, because I always say it was worth the wait for this show in particular. I feel like this show and this role is just perfect for me. The style of dancing and everything has led me to this moment. So it was well worth the wait. I love that our show is so special and meaningful and not just any show. Um, so yeah. Yeah, the, we'll get into the dancing. We'll get into the, okay. all that character stuff. I, I, it's it's so fun to watch all of all of you dance on stage because the the choreography is so energetic. Casey has outdone himself. Casey Nicola in this one, I, I I love it. But okay, Mary, your turn. Tell me about uh, about your beginnings. Yeah, mine is also very different. I'm Canadian, um, so uh, that's not usually on, Broadway isn't usually on our radar. Uh, we look at uh, Stratford Festival and the Shaw Festival has been really high up in in our country as far as uh, music theater, theater go. So uh, I went to school in Toronto and I worked at Stratford and I was doing Jesus Christ Superstar at Stratford and they brought it to Broadway. So that's how I ended up in New York the first time in 2012. Um, and then when we closed, we were all sent back to Canada. So I worked on my green card for several years. Once I got my green card, I moved back. And The Prom was the first show I did with my green card in 2015. No kidding. Oh, so, yeah. you, so you booked the, the workshop. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, we actually, all three, all of, three us. of us were part yeah. of the very first time they added dance. So, uh, yeah, so that's how I got 
sort of back. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. So did were you here the first time with Jesus Christ Superstar? I guess it was just like a temporary work visa? Yeah, that's yeah. called a P2 visa, which is performance-specific, so it meant I could only do Jesus Christ Superstar. So once that closed, I had no more, I had no other options. So you, could, you couldn't even audition? Absolutely not. Wow. No, no. I fought for the right to uh, be on the same playing field in an ECC. <laughs> wow. Well, we are so glad you're here. Me too. And, and uh, okay, so Teddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, tell me about where you came from. Um, I grew up in Spring Hill, Florida, which is um, like 45 minutes north of Tampa. So um, me, I started doing... I started singing. My dad's a musician, so I've, I've like always been around music kind of my entire life. There it goes, sorry. Um, yeah, so he exposed me to, to music as a very young. Like He had me on stage singing when I was like two years old. There's like photos of me with him. Like He's jamming out, and I'm on stage with a mic singing. And uh, they kind of put me into shows when I was in, I think I was in kindergarten. I did my first show. They um, brought me to the local high school to do Wizard of Oz, me and my sister. And we auditioned, and we both booked the the munchkin kids and I was like the <laughs> lollipop boy um, and doing all that. So they exposed me to it like very young. Um, and then I kind of jumped around a lot with what I was doing. Like I would, I would get bored with things. And so I, all of a sudden I was doing like Taekwondo and then like baseball, like throughout my entire life. And, uh, but then theater kept kind of pulling me back in. So like in middle school, high school, there was a, a local uh, professional dinner theater that I would, start I auditioned for in maybe middle school and I started me and my sister both started booking gigs there we did like music man joseph all those things and they, they would bring in there was like four or five equity contracts so we'd be working with these um legit like new york actors would come in and we'd be like the little kids and my mom was the backstage mom and would help out and stuff and I'd get pulled out of school on Wednesdays to go do the matinees, which I always thought was the coolest thing in the world to of like course, yeah like I'd have all my homework and people be like where are you going I'm like gotta go do my show you know and I got my like hundred dollars <laughs> stipend for like six weeks of work and I thought I had all the money in the world when I was a kid and uh yeah so that was like my intro to doing that was always uh I think started through my through my dad really um and then I moved up here I came uh right out of high school and uh I went to AMDA um mm-hmm. up here and uh ended up leaving AMDA my last semester I booked uh, a theater works tour I left mm-hmm. and did that. Uh, traveled for six months with that as playing a hip hop dancing uh, guinea pig. Um, so humble beginnings, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I did that for six months. Uh, came back, and then I uh, booked a High School Musical. I left out on the road with that for a little bit, um, and then I somehow years later got. Um, I booked Lissa Strata Jones off Broadway. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first like kind of big thing. I was working with Dan Connectus, Dan Connectus, uh, Doug Carter Bean and Lewis. Um, and that ended up going surprisingly well off Broadway. We got like crazy reviews and stuff. We transferred to Broadway so quick. And then that was a uh, very short lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and right after that, I ended up jumping into um, bring it on on tour. I tore would bring it on for um, a little bit and then got kept as a swing for the Broadway production. And then, yeah, I've been with Prom since the first lab in 2015. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Uh, Mary, I was reading that um, you've done, you played Anita in two regional productions of, of West Side Story. Yeah. And, I mean, 
I, going back to something Becca that you had said at the beginning is the dancing and the prom is is so so much fun. It's there's so much of it, and the and the three of you, I mean the whole ensemble in general, but the three of you specifically are stand out from when I see the show. I still remember the three of you. Um, like the dancing is, you've got like, like if you could have, you you watch Doctor Who. And if you watch Dr. Who, when he regenerates, he's got like these sparkles that just fly out of his fingertips, right? And that's what I picture when you're dancing, it's just everywhere. And and it's the hip hop and and but you're not, but you're singing so well and you're acting. And the reason I bring all this up is is Mary, because uh, Anita is not no small part. You have to sing and act and dance. That's what I love about you her. You gotta be this triple threat. Yeah, you do. And, and was that sort of a, a justification for you, like a stamp on the resume, like, yep, I can do this? Absolutely, for sure. I, it was actually, I've done West Side Story three times. And the first time I did it, I was Rosalia. And that was the first time I saw Anita and was like, oh, there she is. I need to tell her story for sure. Um, so for absolutely um, playing that part and telling her story uh, is absolutely uh, uh, such an honor. I mean, such a privilege mm-hmm. to do that, and and such a test, truly, absolutely to to be able to do um, her justice mm-hmm. is definitely a, a difficult feat. Yeah, I I've I love the the story in general. I grew up watching the the movie. Like when 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 I was a little kid, it was Music Man, Singing in the Rain. And West Side Story were the three movies I just watched on repeat over and over and over again. Yes, love that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Music Man was my first, the first movie I ever watched. Really? Yeah, my mom has a story about me sitting as a baby and her coming into the room and being like, oh, you're still, he- you're just going to sit there and watch it. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> first Aww. one. Yeah. Baby my- Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Teddy and Becca, you guys, you sort of, the two of you have named ensemble characters yeah you're like Nick and Kaylee Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like how did that come about uh well we have been prom dates since the very beginning which I love so much like since the first lab in 2015 so my name used to be Mandy um now it's Kaylee same exact character just a different name which is a little fun fact um were you named in the first lab I didn't have I I was Becca's dance partner. (laughs) In Atlanta, though, in Atlanta, the out of town trap, the show, we um, made up names for you guys. So you were Boomer Junior. I was Boomer Junior. (laughs) That's what we always called. There was the Boomers. um, When Josh Lehman uh, in Atlanta was in the ensemble, and we we said he played my dad, and he was Boomer Boomer Senior. So I was Mm. Boomer Junior. Um, Boomer Boomer Jr. My first name and last name was Boomer. Uh, <laughs> we had this whole backstory. And Izzy, oh, Izzy no. was my stepsister. We at the time, um, <laughs> yeah, we had a whole whole backstory going in Atlanta. And then, yeah, the newest rendition of uh, prom that we came back to in the lab, yeah, the 2018 lab we did was when we came back and there was the new they rewrote "You Happened" with mm-hmm. the guys doing the promposals um, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it was all kind of a surprise to me when I came back. I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, you're going to be Nick. You're, you're still with Becca. We came back. We were, I was like, Am I, are we still dancing together? We have I was to like, be together. We have to. Like, I we cannot, would text back and yeah. forth all the They really are like it. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> Becca and I are so close. We're, we're, we're just always like, so, uh, wait, they can't separate us, right? I mean, no, we've been together three years now. I don't know how to dance with yeah. anybody else. Yeah. We're like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> All the time. They're like, So we came time. back. And Casey's like, the first day of the lab, Casey, we walked in. Casey's like, 
I was like, are we? He's like, you two are still dancing. You're still together. We're like, like oh, okay, good, all good, right, good. we can do it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did Casey help you guys like find the backstory or was he just like, you have to have something, just go out and put it together. And like, Mary, do you have a character too that? that oh, I mean, her name that, is Madison. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yes. um, she's actually, it's funny. She is the only person in the show who physically like hits Emma. She's the only one. I oh, yeah. physically push her and nobody else in the show. Everyone is very verbally not very kind to her, yeah. but I am like, I am a bully. She's not nice. Um, so, but that's just, uh, that's just for me. That's just for me to get through my show and, and tell my story the best way I know how, but it's not uh, official in any way. I that's love that though. Me. But we have uh, other ensemble characters also, and they have full names. I mean, you know, for us. Oh, you I mean, they, you they know have what I mean? a lot of names. Yeah, like she my also opening names her night wigs. character. I do name my oh, wigs. She also names her wigs. Okay, names. I won't tell you all the things, but. <laughs> oh, please tell us all the you things. You have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to go no. through them. You got to go through You named okay, them. This you is your doing. certainly cut this out if you want, but my opening night character's name is Francesca Rose Bardo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But the wig's name is Rhonda. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 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 I'll stop with that. That's just a little tidbit, a little teaser. But that's not in the script. Obviously. <laughs> but no, I, I love it though. Because you have you identify with it, it becomes part of the part of part of the persona. And I, I think it helps helps you become like you're you're putting Rhonda on. <laughs> so, so, weird. so you put on Rhonda, you're like, okay, now Ron, Rhonda's telling yeah, me where man. to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, she exactly. lets you know too. She'll yeah. tell you. Thank you for understanding me. I think everybody <laughs> listening should understand you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's not a problem. But you recently got married, yes? Becca? Yes, yeah, I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Is is your husband in the biz too? Not at all. He does life insurance. Oh. Hey oh. I know. <laughs> Yay. Does <laughs> so is he cool with like the prospect of you could go away for a year on tour or like the more you work in theory, the more you, you're away from home in some right. cases. Well, that's one of the reasons why I married him because it's really hard to date people that aren't in the business and have them understand mm-hmm. what our lives are like because they're so unusual compared to the rest of the world. Not the world, but the quote-unquote normal. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying this correctly, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Yeah. Mongols. So um, (laughs) he's always been so supportive. When we first started dating, I booked a tour immediately, and he would come visit me all the time, and he um, wants me to do what makes me happy, which is really sweet. Yeah. That's supportive. Yeah. You got to be with someone supportive. You have to to do this. Well, that's business too. I mean, you come home, and it's like, Constant rejection, rejection, rejection. Yeah. Like you got to find that support yes. through your family. You know, the people. Are either of you two seeing anybody? Actually, yeah. I I was very lucky because, uh, so my partner was actually working with Casey. Um, his name is Jazz Seely. Hi, Jazz. Um, he, <laughs> shout out to Jazz. <laughs> shout out to Jazz. We've been together for almost 10 years. Aladdin you met, yeah? Uh, oh. Actually, he is the, he's in the original, he's part of the original cast. We yes. did the tour together yes. because Casey was like, y'all want to do the tour together? And we were like, yes, please. Sir, <laughs> yes. Um, but we actually met in Canada. We've been together for a very long time. Um, and Becca's so right. If you don't have somebody who gets it, mm-hmm. it's near impossible to, yeah. to do it well. And, and to, cause it's hard. It's hard. Relationships are hard and our job is hard. Mm-hmm. So 
you better have somebody who uh, who helps you along. And the hours are all backwards too. Yes. Yeah. Completely. You don't have weekends off. You don't have nights off. It's all completely backwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think people don't necessarily understand that. I didn't understand it before I was on Broadway. It's like, we know what the schedule is, but when you're actually in it, you're like, oh yeah, wow. You don't see anyone, you know? Like we're a family at the show, at the theater. Thankfully, we all love each other and it's great, but our real families, sorry guys, we'll see you when, you know, I don't know when. And that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially with like what's going on right now with the Tonys and everything. Like I've never done a show that's gone made it to the Tonys like this. And um, so I think the scheduling-wise, I wasn't aware and ready for how, like, I look at my, like, calendar every day, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Um, I will have a day off in three weeks, maybe? <laughs> and it's like, and my every hour now of the day is is scheduled out, which I've never yeah. had before. Normally, I'm like, look at it, and I'm like, I have my show, I have this hour, and I'll have the data. And it's like this, it's like, we have events, we have things, we have things, you got PT in between, you're trying to stay healthy, yes. you're trying to, you know, you have all the, it's. Yeah. I was entirely unprepared. Yeah, I'm so overwhelmed yeah. right now in the best way possible, but it's it's very overwhelming. So then why are you getting up super early to go to golf things? Good question. Because <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> it brings, it gives me peace and sanity in the chaos. So you're sitting here, you're sitting, you're blushing a little bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, so you're sitting here with a PGA hat on. We <laughs> were talking about this off mic before we started recording. So you're a huge golf fan. Yeah. 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 So where did that come from? Um, about like four four years ago, four or five years ago, and which is hilarious. It's like, I, I'm from Florida. I You would think I grew up doing it and stuff. And like my dad's an avid golfer my entire life. He was every weekend played with his like, his guys, he had his, uh, um, so, and like, I grew up in a clubhouse, but I never was into it. Like he tried like once, I think me mm-hmm. and my sister on a weekend or something. And I was like, no, nah, not having it. Um, so I picked it up randomly. My buddy, um, Blakely, uh, Slaybaugh, um, who's a performer asked me to go to this place out in Queens, like a pitch and putt. And I was like, sure, that sounds fun. We were off. Of, and so I went and I started, uh, Play, we like we did the one round and I was like, oh, this is nice. I was like, we're outside. I was like, there's trees everywhere. I was like, there's no buildings. I was like, this is cool. This is cool. I'm into it. So I told my dad that day and I was like, hey, I was like, I tried like a pitch and putt golf course. And he's like, oh, I was like, yeah, I liked it. He's like, oh, he's like, do you want me to, I'll send you a, a full set of clubs. And I was like, oh, I was like, uh, if, if you want to, sure. And I had a full set shipped to me within like three days. Like he just had like a, a bunch of clubs because he just stores everything down there. So yeah, I get, I get a full complete set. And uh, yeah, I just started, I just went out with my buddy Blakely and a couple other people and we just started going. I played like Van Cortland up in the Bronx and some different ones. And I started playing like about four years ago and then I just became obsessed with it. Like I just really dove into it. And so we would play in Atlanta when we were down in Atlanta. Um, me, uh, Kevin Kosolak mm-hmm. and uh, Brendan Stimson who were both in Mean Girls and two of my closest friends when we were all down there doing prom, we joined one of the golf clubs down there it's called Bobby Jones Golf Club. And we would go like before shows, we would book like tea times early, go do the thing. And sometimes go straight to the theater <laughs> at, at, at the Alliance and like drop off my golf clubs and, and like go right into the show. And people are like, what are you? And I was like, we just came from the golf course. I was like, got 18 in, let's do the show. Um, and that's kind of how I, I'm at now. It's just like, it's my, my like Zen, zen moment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just gives me peace. And I just, yeah, I really enjoy just like being out in the in the nature when you're around 
the concrete buildings. Oh, I totally, yeah. Most I feel of the that. days, it's like so nice to just escape. Yeah. And I, it's growing up in Florida, it's like I, I grew up kind of just being out outdoors and mm-hmm. beach and, you know, being able to, to play and be outside. And it's like, I don't really feel like I get that much anymore. So it's, it's my like, I try to get out like once a week just to. Well, I, I, yeah, I applaud you for recognizing that need this early oh, in your career. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> like you just, just to decompress yeah. and like get that energy out. Do Mary or Becca, do you guys do anything like that to, to really just kind of, or is it wine at the end of the day or? Or at the beginning of the day? I don't know. You, your end of the day is a the show. Beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I have a, lo- a lot of things that sort of keep me sane. Um, and I learned a, a, le- a lesson that was hard for me to learn was uh, take your vacation. Because when people get to Broadway or they start on Broadway, they think that you have to go and you can't stop. And that if you do, it shows weakness or that, uh, you look ungrateful because you're not going. And I, uh, I booked a vacation at, at the top of March and I went to Miami for a week and I laid down the whole week. <laughs> I just laid there in the sunshine. I need sunshine. Um, it's just in my blood and my heritage. Uh, I, everything, my whole body feels better in the sun. So I was like, I know Tony's are coming. I know what that schedule will look like, could look like, mm-hmm. um, even though I didn't quite understand that it would be this much. Uh, but I did know it was going to be a lot. And I was like, if I can get out and and sort of recharge before that begins, then I think I'll be in a better position to, to do that better. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, yeah, planning the time off and taking the time off. Do you have a vacation booked for after Tony's? No, not yet. <laughs> I do. I'm going home to Florida. <laughs> July 4th. <laughs> already got your tea time booked? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of them. My dad's already got them lined up for me. <laughs> Becca, what do you do? Um, After listening to Teddy, I got to say I'm a little envious of that because that sounds amazing. Something calming and, you know, outside. I feel like even though golf, I mean, that is strenuous in some way, but I can do absolutely no more physical activity because normally my Zen kind of thing would be working out. I like going for a jog or working out in the morning, but I just absolutely cannot when I'm going to go do this show at night because I have to give my all to the show. And if I went for a run, it wouldn't be my best. So for me, it's really small things. I have a commute. I live in New Jersey. So, um, Every morning, I have to take at least 20 minutes just to get myself in the right mindset. It's just really simple. I mean, just like writing down things I'm grateful for, paying attention to my breath, and just um, making sure I'm in the right mindset to get through the day. Because I feel like my schedule is just going home, sleeping, waking up, getting on the train, coming back, and that's kind of it for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, this isn't forever. It's our schedule right now, so it's okay. But just I find the little moments here and there. That's important to me. It's very, very mindful, very meditative. I have yeah, to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, God, three completely different ways, but like it's, it all accomplishes the same thing. The three of you, the way you look at each other, the way you talk to each other, you're, you're very good friends. I can tell you're very good friends. You feel like family. Yeah. 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 Yes, absolutely. Is, is that, I mean, like it carries through on stage, but is that like, that's how it is off stage too? Do you guys still hang out outside of the theater and all that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're yeah. at the theater a lot. So we actually don't have that much time yeah. outside of the theater right now. But yeah, we love each other and it makes our job so much easier. I'm so thankful for that. I mean, I threw Becca's bridal shower. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, I mean, Teddy and I got close right right away. Yeah. We were friends 
I mean, she took me in for Christmas this year. I, he was in my, yeah, that's right. Yeah, spent Christmas with Mary. Yeah, so I think we're super, we're very close. Yeah. That's, that is, that's great. And it comes across, I think, like the script, the heart, the, the script is very heartwarming. Uh, you're laughing and you're crying and, and in order to take the audience on the journey with you, you have to be there yourself, yeah. right? And that opens you up to a level of vulnerability that, you know, no offense to your husband, selling life insurance is a question. <laughs> no, that. absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. It's yeah. so true. And people always say Casey knows how to bring good people together. Mm-hmm. This show, I mean, it doesn't get any better. No, These people it really doesn't. are the best. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it being any other way. We're so lucky. Yeah. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, he's notorious for that. Actually, mm-hmm. he's notorious for hiring good people. People who are good in the room, have a good time, know how to work hard, good to each other. Uh, I think that's really important to him. And I, I think that comes through in his shows. I think his shows show his shows show that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got four shows concurrently running on Broadway. That's ridiculous. And that's not the first time yeah. he's yeah. had four shows on Broadway <laughs> at the same time. Uh, well, speaking of good people, uh, Beth Brooks, Chris, Angie, oh. Josh. <laughs> You have got some of the best, the best, the best yeah. people, the best. and you, and then Caitlin and Izzy too. I mean, yeah. to add that, but you know, like Beth Brooks, Chris, Angie, they're like comedy legends yes. in the Broadway world. What's it like working with them? It's, I mean, for me, I I always simplify it down to like, I've never been in a room where I have seen numbers at this point done because we've been with it for four years, I've seen these numbers done thousands of times, like Brooke do his solo, Beth do his, her solo. And I've never once got tired of just sitting there and watching them through the, every version in them tr- coming up with new things and their processes of stuff to the performances every night. I, n- I never get tired of, of just seeing what they do and what they like, bring to it every night. And it's, I feel like that's a true like testament to their craft and what they've done as performers to like, because I've never had that with somebody where I've been so captivated always mm-hmm. and been like really want, like legitimately want to watch them every night to be like, what's, go- what's he going to bring today? What's Brooks going to do out there? What like, mm. that, like Beth's perform like her doing Ladies Improving. You're just like, you never get tired of it. And I feel like I, a lot of the times I, 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 I get bored with things. And I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to go hang in my dressing room kind of. Whereas like this, you just, their energy and just everything about it, it's it's contagious. Yeah. Yeah, they're incredible. And do, did, do, you, do you learn from them? Do they tell you like, oh, back in my day kind of story? <laughs> <you know? laughs> I mean, they are masterful. It is like, and I, the three of us are so lucky because we've seen them change it from the beginning. We've watched them how to handle new pages every day, how to handle uh, how it, how a story changes, how to handle, oh, we're going to change this character so it's a bit more like this. How does how do you play that? And and watching them do that, I mean, really, it is, if you're paying attention, it's a, it's a masterclass. It's a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. opportunity to be with them in that room. And then separately, like, there are these incredible performers, and then they're amazing humans. Yeah. And you're like, how dare you have the audacity to be that cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how dare you be that good and that cool? Um, and I think sometimes on ensemble members, uh, if you subscribe to this idea of a hierarchy, uh, you can people sometimes don't get treated properly 
And that's just never, ever happened with this group of people. It, it's amazing because they see the artistry around them in everyone. And I think that makes, uh, I think that makes the show better, but I think it makes uh, the company happier. And I think it makes the work better. And it shows them, I mean, it, it really shows them off as like, killer human beings. Like, they're just so cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that we, we we have such a good connection with them, too. Because, like, even when we were down in Atlanta, we we used to, we, we had this thing we called the lanai. It was, like, the out, the the front area of the hotel that we were out. And, uh, like, every every night, I would cut, we'd get done with the show or rehearsal and stuff, and, like, Angie or Beth and Brooks, they'd be like, see you on the lanai. And it was, like, one of those things that we'd all come down there after after the show or rehearsal and meet up and just hang with them for a couple hours. And everyone, they, we would all just talk and chat and like just get to know them as people. And they you, they would tell us stories mm-hmm. of things. And it was like one of the first times I got to see the difference between like all three of them of how they work with stuff like Brooks, uh, Beth, and Sieber. Because I remember I, I, I came down um, one afternoon and Sieber... <laughs> Sieber had they had a whole new set of line like script new pages yeah pages and stuff and Sieber's like all right he had like one one drink or something like that he's like I gotta go upstairs and uh, memorize memorize these for tomorrow and Brooks mm-hmm. was like I'm not doing that he's Absolutely like it's gonna not. change tomorrow he's like why he's <laughs> I'm like not why even are you at it. Yeah, yeah he's like why are you gonna bother and, and Sieber's like well I can't get it in my feet unless I have and Brooks is like absolutely not you know and that's <laughs> yeah. like. Well, like, and she's like, it, 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 it's <laughs> and so funny. And Angie would pour you a drink. Yeah, and when Angie you get down like, there, Angie pour you a drink. Yep. And so it's just so Best. funny to see the differences with all of them of how they work with yeah. each of like, and to see their brilliance and the spectrums of how they get it accomplished. Because I feel like I, I would be like Seaver, where I'm like, I, I, I have to know what I'm saying and to be able to like, yeah. get up there and do something, and to to watch Brooks to be like. Eh, I don't, it's gonna change. I'm not. I'll, I'll have the pages in my hand. We'll figure it out. It'll change. And but like, of course, like he's, he's just yeah. so with everything. Yeah, it just it comes matter. to him. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's fun. Like watching them all do their thing. Does your choreography did did that evolve? Did that change over time? Like you come in and say, "All right, here you're doing a fan kick," and then tomorrow it's three pirouettes. Or, <laughs> you know, like do you, do you have trouble? The three of you have the trouble keeping the changes in, straight in your head. A lot of it's been pretty much the same since the beginning. Mm-hmm. From the dance perspective? Yeah. yeah. Um, Tonight Belongs to You has not changed one step, right? Since the first. Only ti- only teeny tiny things. Okay. Like it's like from a point to a punch. Yeah. Yes, you're like, right. Th- those things are hard. Yes. Little, when you're trying little to clean details. it and you're like the tiniest <laughs> details. That is hard. Yeah, you're right. Um, Most of the choreography has stayed very similar though. Love Thy Neighbor used to be probably what – at least a minute longer or even longer than that? I would that. say, yeah. Longer. I'd say, because we cut the whole, I mean, we cut three minutes off of that, I think. Yeah, and I think so often backstage, <laughs> thank you, Lord, mm-hmm. for cutting that yeah, I because feel my quads and I my don't know if I would make it. Yeah, we now. used to kick our face yes. and do a layout. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. There was a layout. Yeah. That's not in there anymore. Well, yeah. Casey, yeah, Casey's very good <laughs> at at giving uh, giving choreography that that looks very challenging. I mean, it is very challenging, but I think it, that he knows can be sustained eight shows a week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would say, I, the, I mean, when we were coming into this, it was more like, get ready, kids. Like, you got, like, train, start training hard. Like, that's from the, the last labs and stuff we were doing. It was like, I, I kept having to one-up myself with the choreo to sustain it to be able to sing it, to be able to jump around. Cause it's more like 
like a high intensity interval training class. Yeah. This you go from zero to a hundred, and you're like it's. I feel like in a lot of other dances and stuff, you get a gradual flow to it. And then this is, I mean, we're starting the dance, we're jumping, we're sliding from the back of the stage to the front, and then we're just nonstop jumping heart rate. I, I was wearing a heart rate monitor for about two months during the entire show. And tonight belongs to us, my heart rate would go into 90% of its max heart rate. So if my heart rate was going up to like 180, 82 to 184 Whoa. for two minutes straight, like through that entire number. So it's just like, it's, doesn't stop. It's relentless, his yeah. stuff. So it was mm -hmm. coming into it is like we had to kind of train for it we to did. stay there. So I was like, I, I, we, I was, we were always in contact. I was texting Beck all the time. I was like, all right, I'm on the, I was like, I've been running miles every day. Running like when and we had singing. our breaks in between like the couple months off between we started. Yeah, I was like running, training, like sit, trying to sing while doing that. I was doing all kinds of flipping tires when I was down in Florida. I was just like Lifting doing weights, all kinds day. of stuff wow. just was, to try yeah. to get in shape for this. Yeah. It's I was intense. doing the Aladdin tour when they did the last lab. So I didn't do it. And they had me come in and do three days of boot camp before we started rehearsal for like, Jasmine is the not, Broadway. Not, not, not. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and I was Jasmine's friend being like, hey girl, what's up? Um, and yeah, totally different, totally different kind of dancing. But I, I, my only goal was to not throw up in rehearsal. That was my only goal. Was I was like, let me not embarrass myself in front of these new people I haven't met yet. Y'all don't know me. <laughs> I better not throw up in rehearsal. That <laughs> was my only goal. <laughs> wow. How long did you have to get in shape? Um, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I, I sort of knew what it was going to be. And uh, I will not tell my age, but I have been with my body longer than many of the people <laughs> in the show. So uh, finding the efficiency of movement, uh, I, have, I have worked on that. Yeah, that, that's, that's so much fun. I, I still, like, I close my eyes in a picture, and I was I picture the dancing, and I actually, I was, the other day I was watching the, um, the clip of, of the Macy's Day Parade on YouTube, which, I mean, the Macy's Day Parade, and you guys have done Colbert and Good Morning America and all sorts of things. Is this like, is this kind of like an old hat for you yet? Do you still get excited no, when these things happen? They're like bucket list things, every single one of them. Yeah. It's a bucket list item. Yeah. 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 Well, like we're doing Colbert on Monday, and it's like, and everything is different too. I'm like, ooh, I don't know what to expect. What's going to happen? Are we going to meet him? Is going to be nice? Yeah. Like, what's the backstage area going to be? Um, all the little details are really exciting. I, I don't. I can't imagine getting to the point where like, oh, another TV show. It's yeah, all so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seth Meyers was cool because yeah. we were. I mean, like we were walking. I mean, obviously Seth. Seth Myers is very cool. Yeah. But also we were walking by like the SNL mm -hmm. set and like like that was very cool to be in uh in the same space that you know that artists you adore were also there. Yeah. That's very mm -hmm. cool. Um and I actually sprained my ankle the morning of Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. So I sprained my ankle on the I used I had wore these massive boots in that number and uh in the rehearsal. The rehearsal beforehand, so we like rehearsed at seven or something early. like that, really early. And I sprained my ankle, and then we went and we sat in the trailer, and I put a cold diet coke <laughs> on my ankle. I wrapped it up, <laughs> and then and then we did it, and it was totally fine. Took Thanksgiving Day off, healed that mother up, went back the next day. It was good. Well, it was, it was like crazy. it was like 
18 degrees it outside cold. anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was ice. I was immediately icing it without yeah. doing anything. But yeah. also, yeah, because, just outside. yeah, people don't know that when you're dancing on that uh, surface, it's not even. There's like it's just no, the concrete. The it's not painted concrete. Sewer caps. Yeah, yeah, we're dancing yeah, on a manhole so for half up. of it. It's cold I out. I didn't even think about that. They just put a yes. big Macy sticker over the street. Yeah. yeah so There's bun- a bunch of bumps and stuff in that road. I would have just assumed it was a stage. Nope. No. Like a little raised platform or Marley or anything. No. See, <laughs> stuff people need to know. <laughs> Dude, this is this is the episode of trivia. This is, this is crazy. <laughs> secret, uh, secret stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the uh, celebrities and stuff, like people come see the show. They come backstage. Is there somebody that you've heard was in the audience and you're like, <gasps> Mary. Oh. <laughs> it happened in cry. Atlanta, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in Atlanta too. Um, so oh. <laughs> Courtney, uh, Courtney Collins, we call her Courtney. Um, she plays Mrs. Green in the show, and we were in Atlanta, and she, we were talking, and I was like, "How's it going?" She's like, "Oh, I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend from school here in the audience." I was like, "Okay, cool. That's great." And I leave the dressing room at the end of the show, and Laura Linney is standing, <sighs> and I lost. My mind, I and I am, I am pretty like I'm. I'm don't really lose my mind. Like we, I've met. I was on the View for JCS, so like I've met Whoopi. I met and like Aladdin was in LA, so tons of people were there. Like Jennifer Garner, but blah, 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 they were always there. Laura Linney, I don't know why it's her, but like I mean, I do know why because she's amazing. Yeah, but I burst into tears. <laughs> Courtney's friend from college was Laura Linney from Juilliard. Yeah. How very dare you. <laughs> How rude. very dare you. So a couple of months ago, she was like, hey, Mary, uh, Laura's here. And I'm, I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'm fine. I'm, that, that's totally great. <laughs> um, so this time I did get a, I did get a photo. And, uh, and now my life is complete. It's great. <laughs> what about uh, Becca, Teddy? I don't know. <laughs> Glenn um, Close was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. She came with uh, the Ryan Murphy night, and we went. We had like a party thing after, and uh, Andrew Reynolds. I was talking to him, and he, I guess he sat with her, uh, Glenn Close, that night. So I was talking to Andrew, and he's like, "Hold on," and he like pull. He's like, "Glenn," and he, she, she, so she she's like, "Oh my god, you're she's like you're the kid with the hat." She's like, "I loved you," and, she, and, and, and so I stood there with it was me, Andrew Reynolds, and Angie. And talked for like 40 minutes. And I was like, what is this? I like got at the end of the night, I was like, that was the weirdest. Like, I didn't know this night was gonna turn like that. I was like, now you're best talking to you and Glenn. Glenn Close. You and Glenn. For 40 minutes. Yeah. Fast. The guy in the hat. Guy in the hat. You. She knew me. That was that. cool. That's fun. <laughs> Do your parents understand the gravitas of all of this? Like I try I try to explain what I do, like even the pod, podcasting in general to my parents. They're like, oh yeah, honey, that's nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, when I when I when I was a weed performer, I would do, you know, like the parent says that everything that a kid does is wonderful. But do they do they get it now? Like you guys you're on Broadway. You're you're meeting Glenn Close and you're meeting Laura Linney and this is amazing things for you. Do, do they understand all this? Do they understand how big this is? Um, even with you saying that, it's weird to me because I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on Broadway. Like, it's weird that I still feel like that and I try to remind myself that every day because when you're in it, you got to remind yourself, as weird as that sounds. But my mom definitely does. I mean, she's known this has been my dream since I was 
five years old. Um, and she's so proud, but she's the same way. She's like, I can't believe you're on Broadway. I'm like, I can't believe I'm on Broadway. And, you know, we just go back and forth. It's weird, but true. No, I can't believe it. No, I can't believe I know. it. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my parents just, they've always been just the most supportive. So like with, and with this especially, because they've kind of been along for the ride with this one. They came to Atlanta two separate times during previews and the end. They were here for my opening night with this. Um, and just, it's, um, they're kind of my support system for, for my own mental, like, self too. Because they, they, they're constantly checking in to just um, my mom's every day, like, sending me text, even in between shows. Like, today she already texted me a couple times. Being oh. like, hey, how are you? Are you holding up? Are you, you things She's good? She's wonderful. Well, His yeah, mom is awesome. They, yeah, they, they came to the, they're so sweet. they were here for opening, like I said. But then we had the Macy's uh, performance rehearsal and they came outside. And my, my dad's, like, waiting outside in the cold and just so excited like to be standing there like watching everything happen like he gets the most excited where i'm like most of the time i'm just like super chill i'm like yeah it's we're doing this thing we're doing that and they're like the most excited people in the world about everything i got and they're, they're like yelling at me they're like get hat like get excited about it. and i'm like i'm excited i'm like this is my excited level like this is, where I'm at. This is like you should know me this is but um yeah they're just they're great they're really great that's fun my mom yeah. takes it off of me usually. Um, so depending on where I'm at, she's like, "How do you are you excited about this?" <laughs> okay, great. So now we're doing that. Right. So she usually takes it off of me. Um, and I think as far, I mean, Broadway is incredible, uh, but I think the work you do is the work you do, regardless of the stage door you walk in. So for my for my mom, I think she's always just been like wherever you are and whatever art you are doing, if you're doing the dream, it doesn't, it actually doesn't make a difference where. Um, so if I'm on stage, she's there. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is like the perfect, the perfect mom that just supports you no matter what, because as long as you're happy, yeah. she's happy. Um, in, in regards to uh, audience feedback and like stage door experiences, are I know that um, through stories with other people in the prom, they're they're getting a lot of uh, very personal things being told to them at the stage door. Does anything stand out for any of the three of you? I mean, this, the story itself is very heartwarming and very touching, and it yeah. and it's, it's I there's a lot of representation on a Broadway stage that wasn't there previously. Yeah, that's the, right. I would say the thing that stands out to me the most out of the entire prom experience actually wasn't in, hasn't been in New York. It was in Atlanta. Um, I saw, we got done with um, one of the shows and we came out and in the lobby, there'd be the kids hanging out. And I, I remember one night specifically, there was like a handful of girls and a couple guys and um, we were saying hi to them. And then they said, they're like, you know, tonight's our prom night. And we are like, oh, that's, that's cool. You, did you like come after? And they're, they're like, no, they're like, we, we, we felt more supported and more like welcome here than we do at our own school. So we wanted to spend our prom with you guys. Like this is oh, our wow. prom. And that was like the first time that I was like, Ooh, I was like, this is, this is heavy. This is heavy for me. This is at like, no. and that was, that's kind of like the biggest, I think from an audience perspective that I've seen and interacted and have told me personally how it's like affecting them without like getting deep into detail about their lives and stories, but like just that general, like 
we feel more at home with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like this is our prom, this is our home. And yeah, to, to like have that for them was was something super special, I felt. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Neither two of you? Um, I've gotten several letters and people tell me really detailed things about their lives, kids. Um, some of it is similar to what happens in our show. Maybe they were scared to come out to their family or friends. And I mean, they make me cry, the things that people say, because it's like this show, and they haven't even seen it, some of them. It's just they've heard the cast album or they see clips when we've performed on television or whatever. Um, And our show has given them the strength and the courage to finally come out to their parents or tell their friends. And they thank us for that. And I'm like, we're just lucky to be along for this ride and have the opportunity to tell the story. Um, I get that stuff all the time. People at stage door say the same thing. Messages through Instagram. It's crazy the amount of people that we're touching. And I mean, how lucky are we? You know, I think that's the most important thing. Like what could be better than that? Yeah. It will make me cry if I keep talking about it. It's like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Mary, do you have anything? Yeah. I mean, often at the stage door, you I've heard several times, uh, this is this is my prom. I didn't get to go to prom. I went to prom with you today. Like, we get that a lot. Wow. Um, one that gets me all the time is, uh, I mean, we... We all play kids on stage, so the teenagers, it makes sense to me when the teenagers are moved. I love that. It's when I see somebody who's lived their whole life and seen how hard it was for them, when they see that there's a show about this now and they start crying, that gets me every time. Like, anytime there's, like, an older gay couple in like the third row crying or like holding hands, these people who have fought their whole lives to be loved and be seen as equals. I can't even imagine I can't even imagine what it looks like to to see something made for you and to know that people coming up behind you may not have to struggle in that same way. Um, I, that one they always get me. They always get me, the older people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that so much. So uh, we'll wrap up here on the podcast. And there's always three standard questions that I ask everyone to wrap up. And uh, each of you will get to answer this. Um, let's start with Teddy. Very simply, what motivates you? Ooh. What motivates me? I think... M- for me, it's it, it's my family and and the people who like have always supported me the most. Like the, the, this is like I love doing this, and I love seeing them enjoy seeing me do what I love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like that. I, I I feel like that's always been the the motivating factor in in my career. Is like I I love this, and to see them so supportive and happy of, of me doing it and, and like doing the thing, like actually doing it um, is what keeps me going. Cool. Mary? Um, it's, it's a hard question. Uh, I think it's like the tiny voice, the, te- the you know, the tiny voice inside of you um, or inside of me rather. Uh, I think it can be really easy to get caught up in ego and and the bright lights and the th- you know and the excitement of it um but when i really think about what 
lights me up and what what starts the fire uh, it's a it's a tiny voice you know that the the instinct to uh, tell someone's story that needs to be told I love that yes. Becca um I would say when I wake up in the morning my goal is always to try to make someone else's day better in some kind of way I think it's really important if I find what brings me joy and then that emanates to others and brings them joy also. Maybe it's on stage. Maybe it's doing a random act of kindness at the grocery store. Spreading your sparkle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Something as simple as that. It can be big or small. That's it. All right. Next question, and we'll start with Mary on this one. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people now listening, starting out down a similar path? Um, I think... uh, Always uh, self-compassion and self-love. It's so hard to come by and it's so hard to feed properly, um, to let go of external validation, especially, especially in this work when you have to take in criticism, when criticism is part of your part of your job, um, auditioning and being rejected over and over and over and over again. Um, if you don't have that self-love or or self-kindness to yourself um i'm not i'm not sure you can get through it i, I you know i i really do think that's that's sort of number 1 love yourself love yourself mm-hmm. um and then i always say uh, eyes and ears open mouth closed <laughs> for the young for the young people <laughs> uh, because uh, that's how we all learned from our our peeps for mm-hmm. sure from our our leads. And I'll, I'll add now, phone down. Uh, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My yeah. Put, oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You're Put absolutely your phone right. Away. Just, just turn your phone off. Yep. Put it away. Yeah. Becca? Advice I'd give to my younger self is to enjoy the journey more because there were definitely years that I was sitting there like just beating myself up because things weren't, quote, unquote, happening fast enough. You have to trust that everything is happening in the perfect time for you. I totally didn't think that. So I just felt miserable for like three years when I didn't book one job. And it's like, no, find the joy in every day. Your time is coming. Just keep going. Cool. Teddy? Um, I would go with the same, kind of the same line as Mary in the sense of like, I I felt like I was always trying to compare myself to people when I like early on in my career and everything. I was trying to figure out like who I am and what I am and what how do I fit in this crazy industry. Um and I feel like looking back, I would just be like, do you? Like, do you? Like, you, you've you got your own unique style, your own thing. You, you don't have to compare to anybody. Like, just be the person you are and, like, you'll fit into the whatever is out there eventually. And that's kind of, like, what I've learned, I feel like, over in, in the recent decade of stuff is uh, I'm like, oh, this is this – is, this is where I fit. I've, I never had to be those people that I always like thought were better than me or I thought I needed to sound like this guy or have these kind of vocals or dance like this kid or some of my friends who were just constantly doing shows and stuff that I, I was just comparing myself to. And it, I feel like if early on, if I just like would have let that all go and just been like, it, it maybe would have helped me a little more uh, ease into it. Cool. All right, so final question. And Becca, we'll start with you. 
This is the hardest question. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> if you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you could see it as many times as you want, what show would you see? I get, can I not pick The Prom? You can pick any show you I've want. I've never seen The Prom, and I really want to see it. Get out. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all giving me judgment eyes. No. I'm just letting you talk. They're it, like, you haven't done it long enough. You want to watch it for the rest of your life? It is a very good show. They're giving me judgment eyes. Okay. I'm sticking to it. I don't care. I want to watch get her it. Swung out. Out. No yeah, we need to swing we need you get out. You swung out. You need to be swung out. And no judgment eyes. I saw him. It's okay. I understand. Don't come for me. Teddy, <laughs> <laughs> what would you see? Um, Assassins. Ooh, good one. I was obsessed with it in high school, and it's just been a show. I love history, and I mm -hmm. love that dark Stephen Sodheim. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris came to the show yesterday. I didn't get to say hi, but I, I was a big was fan of him. him. Oh, yeah, you had to yeah, you went for up, your train. You hung out with Brooks. Oh. oh. What would you say, Mary? I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think I, my default answer is West Side Story, just because I uh, that history is so is so deep. But I'm sure there are a million. No. Yeah, well, there's yeah, there's no wrong answer. Well, thank you. Um, so, uh, Mary, we'll still start with you. Where can we find you online? Oh, um, I am not online a lot, as Becca knows. When I we share a dressing room, so she actually fills me in every day. I come in, I'm like, what happened in the world today? <laughs> and then she shows me. But um, on Instagram, I am at Mary Emily and uh, Mary Emily eighteen. Hi, this is Becca here. I'm at Becca Lee backstage on Instagram. And this is Teddy. And because uh, <laughs> oh, really? we have to ourselves. <laughs> well, you I don't didn't know. Your voice voices. change. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have different voices, Becca. Jeez. Uh, you can find me at uh, Teddy Toy, T O Y E, silent E. Toye. Yeah, Toye. on all uh, Instagram, Toye. Twitter, and all that Teddy stuff. Teddy Toye. Toye. Teddy Joey. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could be like the uh, another Jersey boy that didn't make it. Daddy hey, boy, hey, yeah, 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 what's going on? I like that. <laughs> we can find more of me at theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash official theater podcast. Uh, please support us if you can, theaterpodcast.com slash Patreon. If you want to email feedback at the theaterpodcast.com, listen and subscribe. Please leave a rating. This is produced by Jillian Hockman. And thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for the intro and outro music. Three of you guys. Are you, you like Jukebox? I love I Jukebox. I was in one of their music videos. What? Really? What do you yes. mean? Which one? I'm obsessed Somebody. with Sound of a Broken oh Heart. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you're going to hear their music when you listen to this episode. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> Jillian here has known them forever. What? Yeah, and I've I'm known them now for what, a year what and a half. Heck? Very Some, cool. Wow. Like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> mind blown. Blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daddy, Mary, Becca, thank you so much for this. This has been a lot of fun. Thank, thank you, you for having us. us. Very cool. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.